Hi everyone, Grant K here for the Flame Premium Learning Channel. In this two-part video series, we're going to look at how you can extend the functionality of the GMOSC Tracer from typical roto work to enhanced look development. This is possible because the GMOSC Tracer is based on the Action architecture and can interact with all the other tools in Action. We'll take a look at examples of what you can do as well as the options available with each workflow. If you would like to follow along, please click the link in the YouTube description to download the media. Alternatively, if you're watching the podcast version of this video, then type the link displayed in your web browser. Now the Flame products have dedicated grading tools available via the Color Corrector and Color Warper. In terms of color selectives, the Color Warper has a maximum of three keys with no built-in masks. So in previous versions of Flame Premium, you could still create a focused look development, but it might involve multiple mask nodes and matte outputs. Not too long ago, Lightbox was introduced into action to apply custom-built tools through 3D lights. This included a wealth of new grading tools in the compositing environment. Looking at this pre-built example, you can have multiple lights with a variety of lightbox tools creating or casting grading onto an image. The grading is cast through the light, therefore kept within the confines of the light cone. You could call this selective look development based on a light. If you want to go into much greater detail about Lightbox, then please watch the video series on Lightbox shaders. But we're here to look at how the GMOSC Tracer works in conjunction with Lights and Lightbox. In fact, there are two directions we'll consider and we'll cover the first method in this video. In Batch, let's take the shot of the car and load it into Action. Select the Action node and press CTRL-N for a new media input. Just connect the media into the front input. Now go into the Action node and enable a dual-screen split. Schematic on the left and Result view on the right. This is not mandatory, but it will clarify how the nodes work together. So we have a single image object in 3D space and we want to develop the look using Action. To get started, you could add a light and then a lightbox shader. However, because you are calling up individual components, you will have to fiddle with the light rendering, shading and scene ambient settings. As a great tip, if you add a lightbox without having a light selected, a new light will be created with the correct settings for lightbox. So in this case, you will choose the Curves lightbox shader. Double-click on the Lightbox node and switch the Curves to Luminance. Now drag the center control point to change the gamma. This is essentially what you saw in the pre-built example. The light, which is casting in 3D space, is casting a gamma shift due to the Lightbox shader. So if you drag the light and position it away from the image, you can increase the light coverage over the area where the Lightbox gamma shift is applied. Using the light cone and its position in 3D space, you can apply different effects on specific portions of the image based on the light casting. So looking at your example, you should have affected the road and most of the image. 
Now, if you wanted to localize this effect only to the road, you would use the GMOSC in action in combination with the light. Ensure that nothing is selected in the schematic, or else the GMOSC will attach itself to a selected node. To deselect all the objects in the action schematic, hold Control and click on the background. You should see nothing in the object menu except for the camera tab. Now switch to the node bin. Ensure the media you wish to mask is selected in the media list. Locate and drag out the GMOSC node into the action schematic. Now hover over the result view and press F8 for the object view. Start drawing a mask around the road and ensure you don't include the hero car. Once the mask is complete, switch to the result view with F4. What's interesting at this point is that the G-mask is currently acting as it should. It's cutting out the layer and you see nothing behind it. But if you focus the G-mask on the light, its initial behavior changes. Hold Alt-G for the G-mask link. Now drag a connection from the G-mask node to the light. Once the G-mask link is made between the G-mask node and the light node, the G-mask acts as a cutout for the light. In other words, lights can cast through the G-masks as any shape to limit the effect of the light. Anyone with a lighting background would refer to this as a lighting gobo. Now all other functions can be applied to the G-mask. If you scrub the time bar, you can see the G-mask only lines up with the first frame. So double-click the axis of the G-mask and switch to the tracking menu. We'll do a simple track. Enter the tracker and place the tracker box on the car's license plate. Analyze the track. When you exit the track, the G-mask is off-centered from its original position. Switch to the axis menu and click Adjust Offset. This offsets the G-mask back to its main position. Now if you scrub to the end of the clip, you can adjust the G-mask to cover the whole road. Next, we'll blend the lightbox effect with feathering. Press A to switch to Add Points mode. Hold Shift and drag out an edge gradient. You may need to create variable offsets and adjust the mask again, but you can see how the combination of lights, G-mask and lightbox rarely give you a powerful alternative option to look development. In other lingo, people would call this a power window. Well, since you can create many lights, G-masks and lightbox effects in action, you have a massive amount of selectives at your disposal. Let's push this a little more using the G-mask tracer functionality. Say we wanted to grade the sky. So let's isolate the sky and then add a lightbox color correction. Ensure nothing is selected in the action schematic by holding Control and clicking on the background. Switch to the action node bin. Select the image in the media list and drag out another G-mask into the action schematic. Now trying to roto the trees or even hair is a nightmare. So this is where the tracer can be very useful. Draw a rough mask around the area of the sky you want to isolate. Once the shape is complete, double-click the G-mask node and hover over the result view. 
Press F8 for the GMOSC object view. Switch to the Tracer menu. Click Add under the Analysis header. Move the red box over the trees and the green box over the sky. Press F8 again to see the GMOSC Kia object view. You can now tweak the boxes to refine the mat. Remember that we're only concerned with the contents within the GMOSC. Now this can be shrunk and blurred slightly. Once you're happy with this mat, press F4 to switch back to the result view. So the GMOSC is respecting the output of the tracer and it's cutting through the surface. Switch back to the Action node bin. Double-click on the Lightbox node. In the browser, choose the Color Correct shader. As before, to change the behavior of the GMOSC, hold Alt-G for the GMOSC link and connect the GMOSC to the light. Now double-click on the Lightbox node. Drag the color wheel to the blue hues and drop the master gain to make the sky bluer. Notice that you can see the light cone within the confines of the GMOSC. So grab the light and move it back in Z-space to cover the entire region of the GMOSC shape. So if you scrub the time bar, this GMOSC covers the sky for the length of the shot. Because the sky is keyed, it doesn't need tracking in this case. Now go ahead and add more GMOSC and Lightbox to this example to enhance it further. One final point I'd like to touch on before moving to part 2 of this series is the blending of light effects when overlapping. Now since GMOSCs only limit where Lightbox is cast, the only blending control you have is the order of the lights. Swipe down to the Priority Editor and switch to the Action Lights. Each light contains a Lightbox shader, but they are additively combined together. The result you see in the view is the combination of these lights in this order with the GMOSC boundaries. But if you click and drag a light to change the order, you should see a different result. By using different light combinations, you can alter the results of your look development. So you can toggle between F1 for the before and F4 for the after. Now this first method works well because this image has not been moved in 3D space. If you repositioned the image or built a 3D composite with layers in 3D space, the GMOSCs would not align to the image if the layers were moving. Your option in that case would be to parent the GMOSC to the image objects to inherit their transformations and perspective changes. You may never encounter this dilemma if you're just doing this kind of selective look development. But I'm mentioning this in case the situation ever happens to you. Now the second method of using the GMOSC tracer in conjunction with lights and lightbox uses 3D shapes. This not only allows you to control the blending of the lightbox effects, but also the blending of the GMOSC shapes. This gives you even more control for very detailed look development. This is all covered in part 2 of the look development series with the GMOSC Tracer and Lightbox. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching and please remember to subscribe to the Flame Premium Learning Channel for future videos.